Feeling better? Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to the show, everybody. Happy to have you back. Happy to be here. Mandy, how are you? I'm awesome, as usual. You know, you you know how the routine goes, Byron. Any particular grade of awesome? <laughs> high you know, test, low test? I'm going to say high test this week. We actually got in this awesome crop of new interns to work with us here, and they're, like, blowing my mind. Well, that's a beautiful thing. The, mm-hmm. the, the name alone, intern, just brings a smile to your face, doesn't it? Oh, it does, and we're expanding the Life Tips family. I mean, that makes me really happy, you know? We've got desks to fill. We absolutely do, yep. (laughs) In our beautiful new space with an indoor golf range, I might add. (laughs) Have Have you been using that that golf range range yet? (laughs) I have not, but have you? I have not either. But it looks cool, doesn't it? It it does. I'm not a very good golfer. But you know what? We uh, We should have lessons in the office every Friday. Yeah, we might need them actually five days a week now that I think about it, particularly for some of the folks in the editorial department. We'd also need to all sign disclosures on injuries, I think, too. We could have some issues. It's all part of the fun. Tell us about our guest on the show today that you've lined up. I'm so, I mean, I'm, I'm always excited. I guess that doesn't sell it very well, but I'm really excited for her. She's um, Kelly Bricker. She's a modern-day Indiana Jones no lie. I mean, she, she travels all over the world. She's got a whip slung around her belt. You know, she's swinging from trees, saving the environment. She's like, a, seriously, she's an Indiana Jones. I'm stoked to talk to her. Now, she is a chairwoman of the International Ecotourism Society called yep. Ties, which is actually mm-hmm. a tarot academy. I'm not sure about the Ties motif there. That seems a little unusual. I mean, it should be anything, anything other than Ties. It should be no Ties. Anyway, the International Ecotourism Society, which is the world's oldest and largest international ecotourism association. Mm -hmm. That's a tongue twister. Which nets out to they really know where all the cool green travel spots are? Yep, absolutely. They are the the go-to place if you're going to travel and be green. And that's how it is these days, Byron. You can't just go on vacation willy-nilly. I mean, you need to be responsible about your travels. And she's got it down from, from luxury traveling to doing volunteer work in the rainforest. She knows everything. Well, let's give her lots of airtime. Let's take a quick break right now, as we always do, and we'll come back with uh, Kelly Bricker, Dr. Kelly Bricker, right after uh, this, this break. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you. How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PPC ads? Now, you can track call-in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Optimize top spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. Get started now tracking your PPC call and sales with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Visit EngineReady.com to see how easy and inexpensive accurate call and tracking can be. EngineReady.com. 
When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more. Huh? I see you're working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM, and they will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Jonathan Stefanski, who is the VP of Sales for Coop. Everyone is trying to find a way to take a video and monetize it. I think what we're doing uniquely is really focusing on that aspect of it, which is video as a monetization tool as opposed to entertainment tool. But at the end of the day, we're all in business to make money and creating a platform for people that want to use video Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm, moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. And now, back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. We're delighted to have you back and delighted to have a fabulous guest on the show today. Mandy, do you want to give the rosy red introduction to our guest today? Kelly, are you here with us? I'm here. Awesome. We are so excited to have you here with us. We've been talking so much summer travel, but, you know, we haven't been focusing on the right stuff. Let's focus on ecotourism travel. It's, you know, if you're going to travel, travel the right way. So tell us all about it. <laughs> In one short minute? <laughs> <laughs> In one minute, go. Well, um, ecotourism is uh, something that's actually been around for many, many years, especially here in the United States. Um, I think if you look at travelers to our national parks, thanks to our uh, very cautious and supportive uh, forefathers that we had in setting aside these amazing places, um, you'd realize that, wow, we've been doing this. We've been doing travel to nature's best for many, many years in this country and probably even longer in other countries. But now it's really grown to a, uh, a worldwide phenomenon. People have interest in nature. They have interest in uh, conserving nature and supporting those local people that live in, in and amongst nature. And some of the best places in the world are probably... Uh, some of the poorest places in the world as far as economic development. So it is a tool for conservation, probably one of many tools out there, but uh, certainly in my life it's been a, a wonderful tool that I've seen work and, uh, and make a difference on this planet. So it's a, it's a wonderful endeavor. 
How did you originally get involved in ecotourism? Well, I I really come from the guiding community. I years ago when I got out of school in outdoor recreation from Western Illinois University, I realized I wanted to uh, travel the world and see these amazing places that that we have. Um, and so I worked with uh, Sobek Expeditions, which is now Mountain Travel Sobek, uh, back way back when. Trained as a river guide and went over to Nepal with my husband, and we guided in the Himalaya and on rivers in Nepal, and that really launched our careers in, uh, in sustainable travel. Mm-hmm. Now, I always thought of ecotourism as, you know, put on your hiking boots and get out there and get dirty, which is, which is you know, great if you want to volunteer and go out and do ecotourism. But for somebody who's a little more high-maintenance like myself, Kelly... <laughs> Are there alternative ways to do ecotourism? Well, sure. I mean, there's the whole range of of travel options in ecotourism, just as there is in other types of travel. I think the key is that where you go, you're minimizing your impact, you're building awareness and support for the environment and the culture that's in these destinations, Uh, you're creating positive experiences both for the travelers and the people that are hosting the traveler, um, and you're providing direct financial benefits for conservation of these places that you go. Now, certainly getting outside um, may involve a bit of mud or a bit of water or rain or the elements, snow, but um, there are luxury places around the globe that host people to help bring them closer to nature. Um, but you will be in nature if you're doing ecotourism. That is sort of the impetus for that type of travel as opposed to different other types of travel. So, mm-hmm. um, but believe me, you can be, you can be pampered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been pampered in, in uh, very remote destinations. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> no problem. Um, now, now, what are some of the, the current hotspots for ecotourism travel? Well, I think um, a lot of people these days equate uh, Costa Rica with ecotourism and eco-travel just because they have so many national parks. They don't even have an army. Um, Most of their economic development is surrounded by tourism development, and they've learned to protect a lot of that country. So certainly when you say Costa Rica, people think of ecotourism travel. Another place is Australia. Um, They have one of the first and probably the oldest certification programs in ecotourism, they're very active both academically and in the tourism industry alone. Um, so that's another uh, sort of ecotourism destination. But really, you could name just about any country on the planet and identify some excellent ecotourism opportunities from Africa to Southeast Asia uh, mm-hmm. to the South Pacific. For example, in Fiji, um, there are people that are recognizing this as a viable economic development tool to help protect some of these unique uh, ecosystems around the globe. Dr. Kelly Brooker, this is Byron here. Pleasure uh, to have you on the show today. Byron, yes. Uh, um, I'd like for you to just comment a little bit on the concept of, you know, helping the environment and making the environment better and how it fits into ecotourism versus observing the environment uh, and and how those two might be differing things and where ecotourism sort of fits into that. 
Yeah, that's that's a good question. And I think what happens with ecotourism, if you are, I guess, from whatever perspective you're talking about it, but if you're talking about it for as a person that would provide travel to visitors, um, you are engaging them with the environment. So if it's a rainforest or it's a coral reef or it's a, a uh, unique desert environment, you are somehow transmitting information, engaging them in understanding the place that they're visiting. And I think that's real critical in, a, in appreciating that place. And as a result, when we hear that certain places are under threat around the globe, we have a recognition of that place and how much we appreciate either the biodiversity that's there or the unique species that might be there and how we as a, as a citizen of the planet can help protect these areas. And oftentimes having an appreciation and an understanding leads to action, and it may lead to action to support a nonprofit that's helping uh, conserve the some rare species, or it may be uh, supporting a community that has a community tourism alternative to maybe uh, destructive logging practices or destructive farming practices. And I think that's the key, is somehow engaging that traveler in that environment to help them develop an appreciation and understanding of it. Are there eco-tours, if you will, of destructive environments <laughs> and I can expand That's an interesting that question want. too. I think I think there are are tours that that probably um, add to the problem. But I think generally, if if we call it in my mind, if we call it ecotourism, we are calling it ecotourism because they are actually contributing to protecting and enhancing and restoring that environment as opposed to bringing it to its demise. And that's the difference. You know, if they are following principles of minimizing impact, contributing to direct financial benefits to conservation, um, raising sensitivity to the political issues surrounding that particular environment, um, benefiting the local people so they actually directly benefit from the tourists that are dropping dollars in these uh, phenomenal places that they want to travel and visit and adding natural capital or value uh, for those residents in those areas, then then we're doing the right thing. If we're going to these places and absolutely destroying them, we're definitely doing the wrong thing. And I wouldn't add anything eco to that practice or that, um, that tour or whatever is going on. But there is greenwashing. <laughs> there is... Uh, a lot of that, and but I think as one thing that's actually helping the the issue of greenwashing or diluting that uh, principles and those those minimizing impacts and those kinds of things is that the traveler is becoming much more educated and savvy to what their impact on places is, and I think we have this amazing momentum right now in in sort of guiding our mindsets towards a sustainable future for our kids, our grandkids, those that are coming after us, that we have to take responsibility now for what we do. And I think with that comes a sort of heightened awareness to what, what am I doing when I go to these places. And, and I don't think we're as tolerant as we may have been or as naive to what goes on in some of these destinations as we have been in the past. So that that is really starting to help keep people on track because it's bad business not to be green, um, and I so I think that's a really positive step in sort of the mindset of our country and other countries alike. Um, 
And the other part of that, the other side of that, is if you destroy the very place that people are attracted to, you will not have a business in the future. So even from a straight economic standpoint, those unique, beautiful outdoor areas that people like to go to like to go to them because they are unique, beautiful, and clean and, and um, you know, a fun place to visit. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a circular issue, and if we don't take care of these natural places, people won't want to go there anymore. And we had plenty of examples of that around the globe. So, yeah, it's in... And unfortunately, I think people still do go to some of those places. Um, but in time, you know, we're going to see a decline. And, and there's a lot of uh, research that has gone into sort of cycles that happen in different destinations. And we do know that over time, if a destination is not taken care of, that the tourism will drop off. And uh, certainly the economic benefit follows shortly thereafter. Kelly, I told everyone that you were a modern-day Indiana Jones. You're going to yeah. need to tell us about some of your adventures. Well, um, I mean, just being an adventure travel, and actually when I started uh, in this field back in 1981, 82, 83, ecotourism really wasn't on the radar. It was, um, especially with Sobek expeditions, it was adventure travel. And um, so we've gone to places like Nepal, and, you know, back then it was people still figuring out how to take people safely through a, a rainforest. And, um, you know, certainly we did things then that, you know, I kind of look and go, wow, we actually survived that. And part of that is just, you know, people not having a great understanding of what people really are there to see. And in one case, um, we had guides with us we were doing a walking sort of safari out in the Terai of of Nepal which is right on the border of India and Nepal and there were rhinos um, right near us we could hear them and they were having a great time they were mating and the guide thought it would be a great idea for us to get a closer look at the rhinos and we're like no that's okay you know we, <laughs> we get you and but that's they cool. insisted they insisted that we all climb trees and they were going to rally them up and send them our way <laughs> which now if you think about it you would say what was wrong with those people so we're getting into trees and i'm looking around i find a tree that's only about five feet off the ground and it's uh actually the tree where they rub their backs on so i thought great you know they're coming straight for us and uh this is it. This is the time where we all go to some other place. <laughs> and, and sure enough, they go and rally them up, and they head the opposite direction. So we were all okay. But, uh, you know, I think back on some of those times, and there's a lot of them, um, and you kind of just kind of laugh. And certainly there's been times in Africa where elephants aren't real happy that we're where we are and have charged us. And, you know, you think that might be the end of your existence on this earth. And, uh but it's it's all fun in the end, and um, I think now they probably do it a little bit different over there, but uh, certainly an interesting time. We're faced with a lot of <clears throat> pressure to, uh, to, to head out on a vacation and really enjoy yourself and have a great time and relax and get away from it all. Uh, ecotourism sounds difficult. It sounds hard. It sounds non-relaxing. Help 
educate people on the enjoyment that you could have. And by the way, I'm all for changing the name of ecotourism to green travel <laughs> or, or something. Eco, what eco says economy to me, you know, not sure. ecology or environment. And tourism sounds dreadful to me with, uh, you know, a camera hanging off my neck, you know. So what's the balance here? Eight, will you consider re- renaming your entire institution? Probably not. But uh, but educate us on, on the positive elements of, of ecotourism, how it relates to green travel, which can be as simple as where you stay and not having your towels uh, cleaned every day while you're there. Sure. Well, I think the uh, the whole thing behind uh, ecotourism, and if you want to call it green travel, you know, I think that's great, and I think maybe over time there will be name shifts, you know, because even sustainable travel is an awkward sort of not sexy term that, that is used quite a bit. But if you think about the value of ecotourism, are you there? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, if you think about the value, which is, understanding the destination and the place. And and to me, there is nothing better about travel than going to a, a destination and not having it look like every other destination in the world, that it's not this cookie-cutter um, developed place that you could be anywhere. You could wake up, look out, and go, well, I could be in Miami Beach or I could be in Fiji or I could be in, you know, and, and you're somehow missing the environment itself. So it's appreciating and being a part of that that natural and cultural because as humans we are not separate. We are part of the ecosystem that exists on this planet in in all shapes and forms. And and I think it's really going to these places and understanding what's going on and what's unique about these places and why they're important to be and remain on this planet as they are. And it's not to say we put them in a bubble and set them aside, but it's to say that we protect their uniqueness and their value that they inherently have for being different and for housing a range of species and 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 uh, wonderful critters and relationships and um, cultures that are all a part of that environment. And to me, ecotourism does that. It doesn't take you to a hotel and plant you at the poolside. It gets you out into these places, and you do come back is not an armchair traveler, but a person that now appreciates the diversity that we have on the planet. And you can do that cheaply. You can do it in luxury. You can do it um, any time of the year in several different environments. But that that really is the magic that I think is a part of ecotourism and sustainable travel. And to know that when you travel, something is benefiting from it. Uh, The local culture, the local economy is benefiting directly from those dollars that you spend. It's not going into some huge corporate office overseas and the local people or the local environments never see a dime of that. And really ecotourism is about retaining sort of that economic benefit so that they can protect these areas and they can have them to show their kids and their kids' future, not only the traveler, but all of us. I think somebody asked me a question once, you know, what should I go and see before it's all gone? And I said, we've got to change that mindset. We've got to say, what can I do to help protect these areas so my kids and their kids can go see these places in the future? And it's all about that. And um, and it's not hard. And, in fact, we have a, at Ties, we have a uh, 
little brochure that we put out, and it's on our website, ecotourism.org, um, that your travel choices actually make a difference. And we have a little pamphlet on there that says, offers all kinds of recommendations on how to engage in ecotourism. What kinds of questions should I ask, you know, when I'm selecting a tour operator? Um, what can I do while I'm traveling to help benefit uh, both that destination and to increase my experience? And, and so we have tons of tips and recommendations in that regard, and it's not hard. And most of us, you'd be surprised, I think, you might be saying, oh, I've done this. You know, I do this. And, uh, and I think it's just about making the right choices. And, and I think the marketplace, the travelers have that opportunity to sort of guide this particular industry in a very green way. And that's exciting to me. Can you give us some examples of what can be done with spending dollars in the right place at the right time? Some examples of amazing things that have been accomplished because of the, the, the eco-tour dollar being spent in that particular section of the country or the world. Yeah, I think there's, I mean, if you go to any conservation site, you'd probably, you'd, you'd go, oh, that's, that was eco-tourism. If you look at the gorillas in Africa, for example, they wouldn't be there if it weren't for tourism dollars. I mean, certainly there are conservation groups that are doing amazing work over there, but tourism dollars are actually giving the locals some impetus for protecting that species. Um, the, the value is higher as a live species to go and look at as opposed to killing it off and selling its parts around, you know, to, to whoever chooses to buy that. That is a an awesome example of what can be done. There are examples. I've lived in Fiji for, for almost four years, and there, um, there's an organization called Rivers Fiji that uh, saw a unique opportunity in a river waterway um, to protect the waterway, and so they leased it for conservation, and tourism dollars are actually supporting that lease and providing locals with a direct income, and they don't have to do anything for it except set aside this corridor, which is, you know, a very small part of their rainforest, use it for their own needs, but don't commercially log it, uh, don't, don't pull it apart uh, for commercial, mass commercial uses. So tourism has taken a direct action to help contribute to the conservation of that corridor. And since that was formed, they actually now have recognized that corridor as an international wetland site or a Ramsar site and found unique species such as a uh, rare parrot that ex now exists on the island, uh, an iguana, um, a rare species of fish that they never noticed before. So all kinds of wonderful things. Um, and I think that's the, those kinds of examples you could, you could, you could choose thousands of them around the country. And it's just, uh, I mean, not our country alone, but all over the world. And it's people taking, taking it on in their minds to do something to change the way things have been done in the past. And um, lots of eco-lodges, for example, that take on, uh, you know, establish a, a tourism place for people to actually go and stay within a rainforest or a unique environment. And then they do things beyond their borders. They do things for the communities, such as helping out with uh, clinics and um, improving the health and well-being of those that live, you know, in and near those eco lodges so all of that stuff is is just spot on and we're you know excited to see this being a trend that that is going beyond trends and moving into practice and uh 
so it's it's indeed a wonderful time to be involved in this. <laughs> but those are just a few, and there's many, many more. And uh, certainly on our website, uh, there's wonderful things. There's also, uh, you know, different groups of people are doing some great things for ecotourism as well. The Sierra Club, for example, has a uh, How Green Is My Destination, and you can get online and you can fill out a little questionnaire that they say that they have, which is only about 10 questions long, and um, you can say, well, I'm going here, and then they ask you questions like when deciding where to stay once you reach your destination, do you stay close to the attractions, Uh, do you look for the cheapest motel, so there's choices that we make that actually either enhance our green ability, so to speak, or detract from it, so there's all these little tools there. Um, As I mentioned, we have this wonderful little um, useful tool, I think, on your travel choice makes a difference, and it's just about planning your trip, you know, how to search the web, what kind of guidebooks to consult, um, actually calling or emailing now. You can email almost anywhere in the world and find out more about your local tour operator and ask them about what they do for social responsibility and enhancing environmental conservation in their area and what they support and what projects they do to benefit the community. And so there's all kinds of great stuff out there now and numerous websites such as responsibletravel.com, just Ecotrans that has tons of tips um, online about, you know, different organizations that are actually involved in ecotourism. Certainly your big uh, conservation groups like Conservation International and Rainforest Alliance are all involved in uh, ecotourism as a tool for conservation and also have recommendations as well. So there's a lot of great stuff out there. I think you can get lost in it. (laughs) And it's not hard. If there are people who aren't actually planning to travel right now, I mean, clearly these are great tips that they need to keep in mind for when they do plan to travel. But are there other ways that they can help out ties? Are you guys accepting donations right now? Is there any other way that people who aren't traveling can get more involved with this? Absolutely. I mean, and I think you've got you've to look at what you're passionate about. Certainly ties always accept donations, but better yet, we would like you to become a member and and be on our mailing list and, and learn more about ecotourism and sustainable travel. Uh, attend our conferences. We have a wonderful conference in October, um, October 27th to the 29th up in Vancouver. Uh, this is the third year that we're doing a, a sustainable travel and ecotourism conference. And on this in this conference, you actually learn about tools uh, if you run your own operation or you learn about what's happening here in North America, and it's very specific to North America. So it's a very exciting conference, and it's, it's getting more and more uh, we're ramping it up. Uh, we're, we're not introducing ecotourism anymore. We're telling you about principles and case studies and, and people that are actually out there doing it and changing policy here in North America. So that's another place. But um, I think becoming a member of TIES is a, is a wonderful way to support the educational workshops that we do around the globe. Um, it also uh, supports eco-travel and the concepts and, and developing policies and tools for not only travelers but government agencies. We're working on a, a Travel with Climate in Mind brochure right now and, and how government agencies can actually implement uh, greening into their own operations. Uh, we do a lot of research. We do um, just all kinds of projects that are helping this movement and helping putting the tools in hands of those both consumers, agencies, and 
and the operators themselves. So that's the best way to support us. We love new members, and uh, we take good care of you. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us this week and for bringing awesome tips with you. I have a ton of vacation time saved up, so I'm certainly going to be in touch oh, with you. Give me a call. <laughs> I'm going to need you to promise that I don't have to wipe my bottom with poison ivy. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. And, and the neat thing is eco-travel can have a normal toilet and a normal place to lay your head at night. So there, there's hope for you out there. That's awesome. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this week, Kelly. We love your tips. And everybody can visit you at, give us a website. Ecotourism.org. Awesome. Thank you so much, all right, Kelly. And, yeah, lots of connections there once you get to that site as well. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate you being on the show as well. We'll look forward to, uh, to learning more about this, this hot topic and, and a name change if it ever happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks for that tip. Until right. then, great, great tips, great advice. Uh, really help. Uh, you're you're making the planet a better place with your with your energy and effort and your uh, and everything you're doing. So thanks again for being on the show. You're very welcome. Thank you for having us. Take care. Until next week, everybody. I hope your life is a little bit smarter, better, faster. More ecotourism oriented. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That was fun, everyone. Hope uh, hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for WebmasterRadio.fm for another fabulous, producer show. Thanks, everyone. Mm-hmm.